You're listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we firmly believe that love is the answer and we are spreading it like wildfire. You're invited to come spend time with us in authentic connection, growth, reflection, and celebration. Life coach, author, and speaker, Abigail Gazda, will be sharing amazing humans living their hearts unleashed to inspire you to do the same. You will hear from men, women, and young people from all industries sharing their insights and inspiration as they have paved their way to their fullest lives. Here at the Hearts Unleashed podcast, we are turning dreamers into doers. So if you are ready to open your heart and take inspired action on your dreams, you are in the perfect place with wonderful people. Here's your host, dreamer, educator, and adventurer, Abigail Gazda. Hello, Hearts Unleashed. You are listening to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, and I have an unleashed heart here for you today. I am here with Monica Bessine with Glide. And you guys, I want to tap into your memories for a second. You have heard about this app before in episode 12, Going Global with Glide. And you heard from Puneet, the CTO and co-founder. And now you are hearing from Monica, the CEO and co-founder and founder. She is amazing. And I am so excited. I met Monica a few months back. And when I heard about Glide, I started using it and I thought it was for something really special to give non-locals the local perspective of the world. And then Puneet really expanded my mind about that, that Glide was for much more than that. It's about unity. It's about kind of shrinking the world and allowing travelers to feel like locals. And now Glide is continuing to grow just like Hearts Unleashed, just like you guys. We're always growing as we're going. And so Monica is here to share some of the growth in Glide and growth across the world and growth with her because that's what we're talking about. No matter what industry, no matter what app or topic or business, most of these lessons that we're learning as entrepreneurs can really be applied to life in general. So Monica, thank you for being here. Thank you for opening your heart and world to us. Thank you so much for having me here. And um, I'm really excited to share what Glide is about and also how to, I guess, unleash your hearts in many other ways other than just traveling um, because life is all about that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, I've seen, you know, I follow you on social media. It's 2018. It's kind of how we connect in the world. And, you know, I think that you guys have done a beautiful job of creating this app to create more connection, but I've been watching you and I see that you're so passionate about so many things, not just traveling. So like, give us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to. And, uh, you know, actually I want to ask it in a specific way because I don't think that we get asked this question very often. Like what's really important to you or what do you really care about? Um, What's really important to me is being authentic and being connected to another person, another culture, just being a connected individual. Uh Um, And the reason why that's important, this is a thread that weaves through my whole life and everything that I do is because um, when I was young, when I was born, um, should I say, you know, I'm a girl and I'm not, um, I am not fair skinned. And you'll, you'll understand why I'm saying that in a, in a minute, because uh, I was born in an Indian family, in a very traditional Indian family where 
girls are not um, important. Um, and if you do have a girl, it's important that she is fair skinned because that's considered to be a very um, good thing as opposed to dark skinned and whatnot. Because you know, when they get older, they get don't get married because boys and their families like light skinned girls, whatever the case is, it's a very a big issue in India. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had the three strikes going against me as soon as I was born. I was a girl, I was dark skinned, and I was the oldest. I was the first born child. So my my father, my my father's mom, they like immediately rejected the fact that there is a, a child that was born. Um, and my mom was really young when she had me. And so she was kind of left by herself to fend for herself. So her mom stepped in and she helped her. And because my mother was still very young, her, uh, she needed her mom's help to help raise me. So she kind of gave me away at three months of age. Wow. So I grew up with my grandmother. And I really uh, didn't live with my parents until I was uh, 11 and a half, or should I say 12 years old, uh, when I moved to the States. And I lived with them for barely five years of my entire life. And so you can, you can see that most of my life I've spent feeling the need to connect and bond with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was younger, I always yearned for their love, for, to be connected, to be with them. And when I was here, our expectations were so mismatched um, that I didn't find that. So I was looking for that connection from somewhere else, that love from somewhere else. And throughout my life, that's been my um, common theme. I've always wanted to connect uh, authentically and bond with other people authentically and just be an aware, connected individual. Mm -hmm. And when I started traveling, that's really when I kind of really felt that this could be easily fixed or easily, uh, um, you know, we can easily get this to a point where we are connected to a different culture if we just connect with different people. And that's really what's important to me is connection. And that is what um, drives a lot of my passion, my actions throughout my life. Yeah. First off, whoa, what an opening. Like, thanks for really just diving in and letting us know who you really are. And I hear your commitment to authentic connection by just showing up and say, like, this is me. This is what's happened throughout my life. And, you know, I think thanks for giving us a picture into another world because the the Indian culture and the firstborn female, not fair skinned, like um, I, I've done a lot of studying of the Indian culture, like for through schooling, but I don't know how many people actually have access to that and to that whole different perspective and the way that it could be. And so thanks for just sharing because I don't know many people who, you know, that w- people were raised by their grandparents, don't grow up with their parents. Like I was blessed. I did grow up with my parents. I get you. I hear your like that yearning for connection. I had a lot of that with my mom. Like I yearn for that connection as well. And so I see where a lot of your passion is born, but your journey is like, so it's beautiful really. And I'm sure that there are plenty of people who have some type of story like that where they were raised by their grandparents or weren't raised by their parents and had that missing like there's just that 
uh, either a void or something that uh, there are the love of our parents, like no matter what, there's just that, that need, that need to know that need to have that love and that confirmation and validation. So just thanks because you don't have to say you're committed to authentic connection. Like the way you show up is authentic connection. So thank you for that. And you said a few things that I wanted to point to. I'm going to take the business conversation in a minute, but like, I want to like ask you about and kind of just, you know, tease out the idea that like, I think a lot of people end up disappointed or missing something when they're not connected to their family. Then what you were pointing to about that travel and getting into other worlds and meeting other people is that we could actually find the sense of love or connection or belonging from people who we're not blood related to. So I'd love like what you, how you feel about that or what your insights about that might be. I think that many times uh, you're not born with a family that you are meant to be with. Uh, sometimes you go out into the world, become your own individual and kind of gather that family throughout your life. Mm-hmm. And then you end up with your own connections, your own bonds yeah. um, that may be stronger than your blood related family. Yeah. And you know, yeah, I wasn't born with, uh, I wasn't uh, raised by my parents, uh, but, you know, there's nothing, there's not even a second in my life that I regret. I am so blessed that I was raised with my grandmother mm-hmm. because it gave me the grounds to uh, have a lot of love in my life. Yeah. And it really, um, I was raised in a small village. You know, we didn't have running water. Wow. We didn't have electricity. We didn't even have toilets. Wow. <laughs> so that goes to show how backwards um, of a village that was that I was raised in. You know, we I used to play with um, clay and I used to make my toys with clay. I didn't have toys. I didn't have like Barbies or any of those things. I used to go and get dirty in the mud and I used to go with, and um, you know, there were just so many different elements that I remember and they're all happy elements. Yeah. There are those moments when I miss my parents. Um, My grandmother was absolutely full of love and she still is. She's still alive. Um, And I, I believe, I strongly believe that it is because of her that I have any sort of love in my, in my heart to give to anybody. Yes. Oh, Um, thank you. Keep going. So uh, I think that um, there are, there are things and circumstances you, you are given in life and only you can decide to make them good or bad. And you really have to take an account in, you know, of how your past has been and how it has kind of pushed you in a way where you are today. Because I believe that pain and suffering and whatever these elements or feelings that we go through, they push us to do an action. Some people say, you know, it's predetermined, you know, you have destiny and this and that. Yeah. And some of these things may be true, but you still have free will. You still have the freedom to choose how it will affect you mm-hmm. and how you um, take your life into your own hands and decide that you are going to be happy today. Yeah. Happiness is not easy. It's hard work. Um, and it's constant work. It's consistently working at your feelings and your emotions and your thoughts, because I really also believe that your thoughts create your reality. And how you um, perceive um, a situation and what you let your thoughts determine that. Like you really have to work at looking at everything in a positive light 
allowing that to make a decision and really, really working hard at it every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if I answered your question. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. I'm, I'm over here taking note after note because you are answering the question on so many levels and it's so beautiful because we were talking about like, you know, family, not having that finding family in friendships and connection outside of blood. And I think it's great because you really did answer that question. And what, when you took us back to like your childhood and making things out of clay, like consider this, it's like a total perspective thing is by no means is that poor, right? That's, that's just a story. That's like, Oh, first world props, third world props. Like that's, it's garbage. And you could toss it out. Like at no point were you unhappy with that. It's the way that you grew up, like no bathroom. We here in America be like, Oh my God, the horror. Like, could you imagine? It's like, no, like that's just a way of life. And there's nothing wrong with that. And what made, it just made my heart sing that you were able to express like the gratitude for the way you grew up because I believe that there are people in the world who allow some of those circumstances to carry a negative story. Like my parents didn't love me. Like you could easily make that mean that. But you know, that's actually, you know, it it took me a while to grasp that. I did feel that way for a very long time. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's natural. It's human. It's human nature to feel that way. But, you know, there comes a point in life where uh, you have to um, allow that to control you or you control that. Yeah. And that's exactly, I was going to ask you to share like your perspective, because you have been, but really speaking to the people, because I think that I'm, I'm so happy that you have crossed that bridge, but there are, I know there are people in the world still living in the story that they aren't loved or like, what do you have to say to the people who haven't crossed the bridge into gratitude and understanding yet? You know, I crossed that bridge in a very unlikely or uh, very interesting way because what pushed me to move in this direction was pain and suffering. Yeah. I lost my dog that I love dearly. And anybody who says that loss of a, a dog is nothing compared to loss of a, a human being don't know what they're talking about. They haven't had pets. Yeah. I think that the loss of my dog was so massive for me that I had to, I, I really had to push through. And I, it was, I hate that I'm saying this, but at the same time, it makes total sense in my head that even in her parting, my, my dog gave me one of the greatest gifts of my life, which was, you know, to really express myself and allow myself to feel the way I was feeling. Because for many years, I did not let myself uh, break down. I did not let myself see a therapist I, because I, you know, I told myself, I can do this. I don't need anybody. I don't need to do anything. But her loss took me to a therapist. It mm. pushed me to go see somebody and really express myself. It pushed me to really look within for my happiness instead of in the external world. And it really helped me understand that this is life. It's not a piece of cake. And um, it's what I make of it. And it really put me on this trajectory that I don't think I would have been on had I not gone through that loss. And it has made me so grateful in my life because little things that we take for granted, like waking up, 
having vision, like the ability to see, having the ability to speak, you know, language is one of the biggest accomplishments of human beings, right? In the early days of human beings, this is one of the biggest things that we were able to, I mean, I think this is one of the biggest accomplishments instead of the wheel. I think that we, you know, found a way to express how we are feeling in words that somebody else will understand. Mm -hmm. How amazing is that? How I'm so grateful that we were able to do that. And look at how many different languages we're able to do that in. Oh my gosh, yes. And then there are so many other things, like every single day, like when I go to bed, I name out five or six things that I'm grateful for in my head. Yep. And in the morning, I try to do the same thing. It helps me have a better day. Yeah. And when I tell myself I'm going to have a great day, I end up having a great day. Yeah. I rarely allow myself to tell me, tell myself that, I will have a bad day or I'm having a terrible day or whatever it may be. Unless it's one of those days when I'm, I'm, I'm saying, you know what, I'm going to have an easy day today and live a little subconsciously because 95% of the time we do live subconsciously. Mm-hmm. And uh, over the past few years, I have um, grown to live more consciously and be mindful of my thoughts of what I say or what I speak, what I observe. Um, and it's hard work. And mm-hmm. it's not easy. This is people don't want to work hard. People want to let it be easy for them. And this is why I think we have a hard time uh, realizing because realization is hard work. Yes. You know, nothing in the world that's worth having is easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but once you become aware, it's like a bell that can't be unrung. Oh my gosh. You are aware. You can never unhear your own words. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm such a believer. Go ahead. <laughs> So it's, it's just uh, massive when you become an aware individual and, um, you know, loss pushed me to that. The people that aren't able to cross that bridge, you know, I really encourage you to look within for any sort of answers that you might be seeking because they're not out there. They're inside you. Thank they're you. not anywhere else. Uh, no matter how many times I tell you, you tell them or anybody else tells them, you know, unless you're ready to accept and explore yourself, you're not going to cross that bridge. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying all of that. And, you know, you mentioned once you did suffer that loss, there's something that woke up inside of you. And all of a sudden you were willing to take like on therapy, you were willing to speak out loud and shit and have breakdown. Like I get you, I was a lifelong athlete and it was always like, be better, be better, be better. You can't break down. There's no time to be broken down. That kind it was like a go, 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 don't stop conversation where you never had time to be weak or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I've never had a pet the way that I hear that you've had a pet, like that connection. But I definitely know lots of people that really feel like they're that unconditional love. And, the, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but like yeah. I love it that people have said, like, my pet doesn't talk back. So it's cool. <laughs> well, I mean, think about it. They pet uh, your dogs or your cats or whatever, whatever pet that you have a bond with. They don't have um, any expectation from you except yeah. just be there. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. All they ask you to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 
And something that I heard you say about when you, when that happened for you, because it does most times breakthrough, well, not most times, almost always breakthroughs come from breakdowns, right? So Mm -hmm. you finally had this breakdown that kind of woke you up. And what I heard you say is a very common thing with humans is the day that we learn it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to say you're not okay. So when that happened for you and you decided to seek out support, what sort of things did you give up in order to start moving forward and receiving support? I think I gave up a little bit of control. I gave up the understanding that I don't know everything. My glass isn't full. I just give up uh, having a strong front to be okay. And, and I gave up a lot of my limiting beliefs about myself. Um, I, you know, what I, I call this an invisible fence. And, you know, there, there are many ways people have this within their mind. It's, it's basically like an invisible barrier. We build around ourselves through the teachings of society culture and family and friends and it's it's basically this invisible barrier that we we carry around ourselves where we think we can't do something because of what has been instilled in us Uh just from life Uh I gave up that barrier because I feel like I don't know what life is I don't know but I'm ready to explore it yeah I don't know myself fully uh I gave up um the need to be right all the time. I gave up the need to know everything all the time. I want to be just a blob to observe everything and make decisions based on the information. I now have no desire to be right or wrong. I just, this is what I feel. Yeah. This is just who I am. And if it meshes with you, great. And if it's not, there are eight other billion people. Perhaps you can find somebody else. Yeah. Um, I can find somebody else. Uh, You know, there are just massive amount of population. And it's okay. And and, and that's just really it. It's just, I don't know what life holds for me. I just am living today. Um, That's so awesome. And I am so, like, excited that you're bringing this message to the Hearts Unleashed podcast because it's literally what we're all about. It's what my message is all about is that, like, so – I want to put like some terminology to what you were sharing to, cause everyone has, it's the same like process, but everyone has their own flavor of it. Right. So I heard you sh- explain that you shifted from like knowing it all or being right about certain things. Like there's no room for growth there. Right. And we build up that barrier. I call it brick wall. Most of the time you call it invisible. And I think that's great because you can see through the invisibility, but like sometimes it is as thick as a brick wall and we don't know what's on the other side and the other side, because we can't see it seems scary. Therefore we never explore it. And so I just love that you're bringing this conversation about breaking up that barrier, because when you can shift from knowing or being right, ooh, and then you said control, Like all of that exists inside of that, those walls. But then when you shift from knowing to genuinely curious, which is what I kind of heard you sharing is like, I became willing to learn. I became willing to explore, like from not knowing it all, there's room to discover new things or be taught something or travel and 
just see, just find mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. then just giving up the need to know, like beyond curiosity. I feel like when we reach that willingness to discover, we sort of disappear as mm-hmm. our identity or as an individual. And we kind of like shift into belonging to humanity, which is so cool because it brings us back around to the fact that like our family not being our closest people is so okay. Yeah. Because we are so related as, as a unit, as humanity. Yeah, I totally agree. And a lot of times it's, it's the fear of the unknown that keeps us there. And uh, let me tell you uh, a recent brick wall I had hit. And, you know, like I said, we're always going to be learning. We're always, this is constant work. Yes. So um, in April, uh, we found out that my father has cancer. Mm. And um, that was very, in, 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 you know, it was very sh- stunning, right? It was shocking. Um, one, because it was right around my birthday that we found out and it felt like all my negative tapes started playing. And then I had to stop myself and say, what the hell? Like this has nothing to do with me. Yeah. Something happened to another individual, you know, yes, he's related to me. He's my father. Yeah. Um, and you know, I started to internalize a lot of those feelings and then I had to rework myself and realize that what am I really trying to do here? Why am I feeling this way? I have to stop myself and really um, think about it. Uh And I realized that more than anything, it was the fear of the event when my father might pass away. Yeah. Right. This individual that I've uh, most of my life earned to um, get approval from love from connection with bond with, I may actually never get it. Because he may die yes, very soon, much sooner than I thought. So, you know, this was a recent barrier that I, you know, broke with myself. And it had a lot to do with fear of the unknown, like what's going to happen. But you know, I took my past and I, I say this a lot too. I think everybody should keep a tally of your past and kind of use that as proof that, hey, you got through that shit, you can get through a lot of shit. You can get through anything. So I, you know, have a, you know, basically I look at my past and my history as proof, as solid proof that I can do anything and I can get through anything. That is great. That's in my back pocket at any given day, any given hour of the day. Yeah. So that's something that anybody who's listening to this can take away that Whatever you've been through, whatever you're going through, it hasn't killed you and broken you down. And you're still here alive, breathing, and willing to change and work on it, right? That's why you're listening to this. Yes. And this is why this is a conversation for you, whoever is listening, that take that as a sign that whatever you're going through right now or whatever you may go through in the future, you got it. You, you, can, you can get through it because you are here right now. I love that. And um, so I want like, I want to just further support the listeners in that growth is what is the quote about worry? Like worrying is experiencing that thing twice. You worry about it. And then if it actually happens, then you have to kind of do that again. So like, stop asking yourself, am I going to make it like you have and you will, you are and you will. So you can stop asking, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? And just make it, just go do the dang thing. 
And then also too, I just said this for the first time this morning in a conversation and I feel like it's perfect for this is so many of us, we don't fear death. We fear the result of death. Like, so what we are actually, we fear the loss that comes from death. So with you saying, facing like potential death of your father, you were going to lose the validation you've been seeking your whole life. Like, yeah, we have this incredible fear of loss and we run this gamut on ourselves daily, like fear of the loss of the money you have, fear the loss of the love you have, the loss of the home. Like whenever we gain something, there's the potential to lose it. And that sometimes depending on how much anxiety we experience or whatever that shows up, sometimes it's sadness, sometimes it's anger, but it's really about the fear of loss. And if we could, every fear is illusionary. It's an illusion. And so if we could actually be with the fear, we could fulfill that on our own. Specifically to what you were sharing, if you knew you were, or you discovered, right, you discovered that you needed that validation. Mm-hmm. Can, we, when we learn to look within, and you said that earlier, and I'm so glad you did, because none of what we seek is outside of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is so inside of us. And so I think it's so amazing because we can start to validate ourselves and love ourselves and pay ourselves like love and attention and care Mm -hmm. and wellness. And really then, like you said, begin to serve from from a full cup. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, this may be, I don't know how many people would agree with this, but. I think life is an illusion. Yeah. Okay. I, I feel that um, we're all just energy. And when I think about it like that, I feel, I, I fear nothing because I'm just energy. And I feel that other people, just life in general is energy. And when we pass on, we go back to the source of or the, whatever the energy is. I also believe in law of attraction. So, you know, all this relates to vibration and energy and being really um, open to um, being on the same plane of vibration that you want to be on. You know, you can't be thinking negative. You can't, that's why I realized that I actually maybe don't need any sort of validation from anybody. I need that. Um, And that helped me realize that that I don't need a validation from my father or anybody. He is a frequency of energy that I never really leveled with. Yeah. yeah. And it's not the same. And I always tried to climb up or climb down it, and it just never worked that way. And I just have to be who I am, you know, in my true essence. And if things are meant to be and if things are – going to happen they're going to happen on that level Mm -hmm. I can't force anything yes I love what you're sharing and you're speaking straight to my soul (laughs) like I'm going to jump on the the vibrational conversation in a second but to bridge the gap is you said life is an illusion and I could not agree more because I think we get so wrapped up in our and I mean just by nature of being human with a brain, a functioning mind, we do this on accident. Most of the time we assign meaning to things. So Mm -hmm. like the life is an illusion. The way I like to say it is like, or the way I cope, I'm like, 
if I'm worrying, I go, this doesn't mean anything. Like, and it won't. Is this a five minute problem or a five year problem or a five decade problem? It's probably a five minute problem. And I am the one who drags it out. So I could just give it up right now. I could stop like wrestling with an emotion about a result or, you know, whatever's going on, a circumstance and let that go and recreate it right now because none of it means anything. What someone has to say about you or a result that you produce or a circumstance you end up in, it means what you make it mean. Right. That's why two people can go through the same situation and produce incredibly different outcomes. So thank you, because I really also believe that like tie that into the vibrational conversation is whatever vibe you or whatever um, frequency that you are vibrating at is probably where you're what you're making things mean. Low yeah. vibe has that gossip, that drama, that I don't even like to like produce it. But then up here is love and gratitude. And I love how our conversation is coming full circle because it's about the like, I grew up this way, but I have, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Like I have all the gratitude for the way that I grew up. It's made me who I am. It's taught me I can survive anything. That is a high vibe thought process. Yeah. And so I, agree. I think it's beautiful. Go ahead. No, no, I think um, looking back, it really, really, um, I would not take even a second away from change a second of how my life has turned out to be. Yeah. And you know, I don't know where my life is going to go, but I know that I'm going to make the most of it because it just stops and starts at me. Yeah. And that that's a choice. You've said that a few times and I've been meaning to like high five you from over here is it's a choice by the minute everyone's super convinced that when they have things that will make that like seem to make you happy that that's when happiness will come that is just not how it goes it's completely the opposite is like you choose happiness you can look from society's definition you could look dirt poor and still have happiness and joy and like self-love and all of those things it's totally up to you Think about all the times when you have been happy. Rarely do you remember attaching that happiness to a material thing. Uh You usually, um, when you feel happy, you are feeling a vibration of something. Yeah. And that's what you remember. You know, your memories are filled of feelings, not things. Yeah. You know, you make memories with them, not... um, a product or not an external um, element. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a perfect segue into the conscious and subconscious conversation because you kind of mentioned it and I would love to, you know, kind of highlight it for the, for the listeners is our, the society itself is kind of shifting into a more conscious state. Like the universal energy is the planet's vibration is actually raising right now. And it's, it's so because of society, we are raising our awareness, our thought patterns, our mindfulness. And so, you know, say what, like, just kind of share what you know about shifting from that subconscious way of being to a more conscious state. Well, 
um, because happiness is a, a conscious choice, uh, you have to shift your the way you look at things and you have to live your day more consciously um, because when you get up and say, oh, I feel terrible, that's a very subconscious thing for you to say. Why not become more aware and say, I don't know why I feel terrible. That's so stupid. Um, why not I, I feel great? You know, what's so terrible about today? And I think, um, you know, I'm so happy to see that. And you're right, the world is becoming more conscious. People are becoming a little bit more in tune with what's real and what's really unreal or intangible in their subconscious. We live so much of our day that way. We think 95% of our thoughts are the same negative thoughts or the same thoughts from yesterday. Mm. We don't really subconsciously try to, oh, and it's consciously try to change that. Learning and being open to new things helps you do that. Yeah. You know, it helps you work different parts of your brain yeah. so that you, you develop new thoughts. And it's, you know, it's such a strategy, but I've heard it. Like when people are trying to start practicing mindfulness and things like that, like brushing your teeth with the non-dominant hand, like waking your mind up from all these automatic reoccurring patterns that we have set in place. And, you know, I think it was Louise Hay who says like when you wake up and it's raining out and you go, Oh, what a dreadful day it's raining. And it's mm -hmm. like, rain doesn't actually mean dreadful. That's the, the meaning we've assigned it. It's like, no, it's wet outside. Like yeah. take away the meaning. Like it's just a different day. The sun mm -hmm. isn't shining. And so I think that we do have those automatic, like, Oh, what a terrible day or waking up to go to work and people wake up upset you know, yeah, I mean, think about how people, how a society has turned Mondays and work into a negative thing. Oh, thank you. Like it's like, oh, Monday. Oh, God. Oh, thank God you have a job because there's so many people who don't. Thank God you can actually wake your body up because there's so many people who can't. Yes. You know, people are lying in comas. People are lying paralyzed. People are not able to think for themselves. People are not able to control their body the way they want to control I mean, there's so many things that you have to be thankful for because if you're not consciously thankful for things that you have in your life, you're not going to be thankful for that moment when you do get happiness because you're not, you're subconsciously going to ignore it yeah. and not realize it. Oh gosh, girl, yeah, I, you're going to have me on a tangent because yes, yes, yes. Like first off, nothing comes to an ungrateful heart. If you think you're sitting around waiting for like your big break or the lottery and things like that, you're, you can't, you aren't even grateful for what you got. Like yeah. the fact that you have a dollar to buy a lottery ticket, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's, I think it's just perfect because we our human minds overcomplicate everything. And so when you like, we're I gotta, I have to be more grateful or like people, you know, when they do start to wake up and they overcomplicate living a conscious lifestyle, do everything you can to simplify. And you did it so easily right there is like, Oh, Monday. No, you have a job. You have probably have a car to get to that job. You've already gotten hired, which means like you're capable. So it's like, it's, you got to bring it so, so down, simplify it so much. I have running water. Mm -hmm. I have a light bulb that goes on when I go to the bathroom that I can go <laughs> pee and poop in. <laughs> so I think we spend too much time complicating how to live a conscious lifestyle when really it's, 
think clean, eat clean, get grateful. It's already here now. You don't have to find, create any more. It's already present. You see see other things so magnified once you become that. You understand the good things that are coming to you and you're more aware of of all the amazing things that are happening. Yes. It's like a ripple effect. The more you do it, the more amazing things will happen because you are recognizing them and you're in a vibration that is allowing that to happen. Yeah. Because when you're negative, when you are so terrible, uh, when you have like your terrible thoughts, nothing else would come to you. You attract what you think. Yes. You, know, you attract what you feel. Yeah. You, know, you feel terrible and you acknowledge it and you verbalize it and you overcomplicate it, overthink it in your head. That's all you're going to get is yeah. terrible things. So spot on. And you mentioned the law of attraction and I want to give the listeners, cause I, I know there's a lot of people really just starting their process and I like call it woke like everyone else. I think it's such a hip term now, but, um, this is a conversation about shifting from scarcity to abundance. Mm-hmm. So this is the, uh, this is the current that's happening when we're doing this, this, when we're consciously choosing to shit, make the shift. So the whole getting grateful is really when you said it, when you start getting grateful for the most basic bare minimum things you have, you really become present to how blessed you actually are. And that is the shift. You're going from scarcity, I don't have anything, to oh my gosh, I have so many things. I'm already blessed that more, you're living in a blessed state and blessings rain down. Yeah. It never ever comes from scarcity hatred, shame, blame. I just read it the other day and I wish I can remember right now, but like nothing has ever come from that. The hatred, like Mm -hmm. hatred breeds hatred. Scarcity breeds scarcity. Mm -hmm. Don't, there's no law. Like you can't beat the law. You can't shortcut it. Oh, sorry. Take this off because I'm going to like, this is my most passionate conversation. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. I think that we must think in abundance because like I said about um, connecting to another individual, there are 8 other billion people. And, you know, this uh, also came in play when I was uh, uh, starting off with Glide because initially I was so uh, terrified of somebody stealing my idea and this and that. But then I realized, you know, competition isn't bad. And, you know, there are 8 billion people you know, there are Hyatts, there are Marriott's, there are Hilton's, there are Intercontinentals, there are, there's Google, there's Yahoo, there's MSN. There are so many, so much room for you to exist. Yeah. You know, there is so much abundance out there in the world and the universe that you don't need to be afraid of that. You don't need to be afraid of lack. You know, you live in abundance you have so much going for you at any given time that you just need to be aware of it. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's really the only switch you need to turn on is awareness. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, I think it's, uh, thank you for sharing there's room for you because that conversation comes up in many episodes about like 
the interdependence of us as a, as a humanity, as an energy and as a spirit is that we are better together. Like you can even, you can even say, I stay at a Marriott and a Hilton. I've stayed at them all, love them all. And you know, there is room for everybody. I've, I use Google and then Bing and then Yahoo. And like, <laughs> there's, there's room for everybody. It's so awesome because like, and I want to definitely bring into the conversation glide because you've brought on a new feature that really is growing then creating room for more people and more possibility, more abundance. So go ahead and share that new wave with us. So, um, one of the other, um, elements of glide is that you can actually be in your hometown and have different cultures come to your doorstep, right? Because there, there are two ways of traveling. Once you get up and go, or you have somebody else and host them in your city and show them around. So there are a lot of people who don't have the financial means or they don't have passports or there's so many other reasons why they cannot get up and travel that way. Yeah. So another way to travel is to actually host a traveler and show them your city and learn about their culture while you're telling about your own. And you never know, you may discover something of your own culture or, you know, something really interesting about the, uh, the person you are, you're basically hosting in your city. Yeah. And I want to really empower these locals. And one way I'm doing that is empowering them to make money from these itineraries that we're introducing. Um, right now, we've been really focused on the community aspect where you get on Glide, you share your local loves of, you know, whatever activity you do, whatever food you love, anything that you would basically share with a traveler or you would like to tell people, this is why I love my city. It has the best food. It has the best hikes. They have a great park and this and that. And, you know, it also allows you to share things from your own travels like when you discover different things. So it's really a haven for people who love to travel. Yeah. And now we're introducing this feature where you can actually um, create like itinerary boards from the pictures that you post. So you don't have to do any extra work. You actually just pin the posts onto an itinerary board and you can sell them on your profile oh. as instant itineraries and, you know, basically make money while you sleep if you make really good itineraries. That's and great. And a really active glider. I love that. Um, I didn't mean to jump in there, but like, I really want to highlight and have you continue to share, but it's such a wonderful milestone step because the Hearts and Leash podcast is about turning dreamers into doers, right? You don't, you, sometimes that doesn't happen overnight. You don't go from dreaming to doing, you take the, all the steps necessary and just like, wow, what a great middle step to bring the travel to you and experience hosting somebody. So keep going, but like, wow, that's a great milestone. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And it wouldn't have happened without the support of people who are in my life, yeah. right? Whether it's just, you know, wishing me well and sending me that energy because that really helps. Yeah. I know it's, un it's invisible. You can't see it, but it really does help. And I really want to enable and encourage people to travel because that really brings in uh, that common thread that I have in my life of connecting yeah. and creating a bond and really bringing the world together. You know, in the past few years or decades, the world has gotten bigger and it really isn't big. It's really small. Yeah. And I want to remind people of that again. And I want to encourage people to Yes, connect with people, encourage yourself to travel to a different place by 
going on glide and seeing how a different locale is about and letting go of that fear of, oh, I don't know how that city or that country is. I hear that it may not be safe. Oh, I hear that it's so far away. Oh, I hear that it's expensive. But really seeing it from a local's perspective mm-hmm. and really realizing, oh, it's full of people just like me. Yeah. You know, really connecting, making that connection and, you know, really wanting to go there and experience that different culture mm-hmm. you know, with people who might be just like you and have, you know, building friendships and relationships across the world and knowing that you're helping empower these locals. Yeah. That's you know? so beautiful. So, you know, a lot, there are a number of ways you can, um, you know, interact with the locals on glide uh you can connect with them you can follow them you can message them you can buy their digital itineraries you can even request custom itineraries from them and if you want to meet up with them you can hire them as your local guide so there are so many different ways for you to interact and be a glider yeah before i forget where so it's just an app they can go to the app store hit in it's g l y d and it's that simple right hit you can download it in any part of the world and it's it really stands for go live your dream oh my gosh your dream g l y d i thought it was just a fancy way it's like okay i'm gliding across the globe but Go live dream. Oh man, now you're really speaking my language. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. We do have that in mind that you, we want you to glide across the world. We want you to glide into different cultures. You know, really, in, you know, really be part of the world. Yeah, but um, we want you to do that and go live your dream. Yeah, that's so perfect. And, you know, I think we all have that dream. You know, when when it's like the most automatic response is like, if you had a a bunch of money and you could do whatever you want, what would you do more of? It's like travel. It's like one of the most automatic responses. And so I think we all have that dream to experience new cultures. And in that mainstream way, it's usually like, let's hit the beach. But when it comes to glide, because I'm on there and I'm looking and it's very... I want to call it like backyard perspective, very like, here's the real place to go. Here's the best eateries and the real scenes and the ruins and the this and the that. And so it just, I get, <laughs> I can't finish a sentence because I'm so excited about the potential because when you say shrinking the world again, you're a great example, right? Like you shared your background and that you come from a different culture and you gave us insight in the first five minutes of this conversation. Imagine hosting somebody from another country or going there and realizing it's not as scary as it seems. It's not as expensive as I've been told. You get to literally break up stereotypes. Right. And beyond the like location and the difference geographically, the fact that like we are all human, like I can only imagine how many people related to your story that don't come from the same culture. You just shrink the world. Yeah. And I, I just love it. So thank you for what you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. You know, for the longest time I thought, you know, I, I came from a thought of, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Why me? Why am I so alone in this? So I hope that, you know, by sharing my story, I've kind of helped people realize that they're not alone because as soon as I see somebody else going through this, I help them, you know, I share my story and I, and when they share their story, it makes me feel part of them in a way and them a part of me. And it may, it alleviates that burden immediately. 
it makes me feel I am part of something big. It lightens my burden, my anguish, or my hurt a lot. And I hope this has done that for other people out there. Yes. I think it's a beautiful note to begin to like kind of wrap it up with is right where we started is that you're so committed to authentic connection. And what I have learned is that when we show up authentic and vulnerable, it's a literal invitation for that other person. Oh, it's safe over here. You can be real. You can be open and you can tell me what's really going on. And it's such a heart to heart connection. And so thank you for bringing that. The last thing I want to like ask you to share or talk about is what I see here is that now this is a total business piece is like pain points. Mm-hmm. Our pain points often is where businesses are born, like the most successful businesses out of your life and the things that have cost you pain and anguish, you've become okay with, you've worked yourself through. Now you see how to solve this pain point or this problem. And so most often our tragedy becomes our triumph. What do you have to say about that insight? Because it's totally, like I said, it's the technology side of this thing. But I think that people who are really struggling and see no way out or see no light at the end of the tunnel, I really want people, I have a commitment that people who are struggling with that can see some light at the end of their tunnel and get that, like you said, it's shaping you to be who you're being called to become. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, when you're going through adversity and tough time in life, just stand in it, be in it. Um, And it's okay to be in it. And you have to be in it in order for you to grow. You have to be there. And you have to ask yourself a question of what am I to learn from this? Yeah. I mean, it's human nature to say, why am I going through this? Why me? Why me? But you should also be asking yourself, why am I going through this? And look at it from a perspective of, what am I supposed to learn? What is this pushing me towards? Why am I being uncomfortable? Why am I feeling uncomfortable? What about it is making me uncomfortable? Because there's definitely something I know, but I'm not conscious of it that is making me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So let me be curious and figure that out. And let me find that. Let me be like, let's look at that point of that tough time that or whatever adversity that you're going through. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, like I said, when I found out about my father and I realized, oh my God, I'm never going to get that validation. I stood in it and I, re- I like, it took me a while to realize I'm afraid of the fear of the event coming to me. I'm not afraid of, uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. Like I just felt like I needed to figure out, I needed to be curious enough to, uh, with myself, you know, about my feelings. Yeah. And that's really when you come to the answers. And this goes back to, you know, looking for the answers within yourself. Why am I feeling this way? Why is there such a, a conflict of feelings right now? Yeah. Um, and what can I learn and how can I push past this? Yeah. Because you can guarantee um, that you're going to get through this. Everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. You know, and having that at the back of your head also helps you because you realize, oh, I'm going through this right now and it really feels shitty. What am I supposed to learn from this? 
and I also know that I'm going to get out of this because everything is temporary. Nothing is permanent. The only thing permanent is the fact that everything is temporary. Yes, I just um, <laughs> I love that uh, perspective. It's so helpful. Yeah, and um, just realize that. And you know, I used I utilize a lot of YouTube videos to help me get through and become more positive. Um, a lot of people use meditation. A lot of people use activities like going hiking and, and, you know, I love being in nature, you know, when I, after I make it, I want to go live in a jungle for like five years. Yeah. That's my reward to myself. Imagine that you know, when, when I sell Glide, when Glide is, you know, super successful, that's really what I want to do. I want to really be one with nature. I really love nature. Right. And, um, and so really ask yourself those questions and, you know, do whatever it takes to get through it. Watch YouTube videos, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That does not show that you're weak. That shows that you're courageous and brave enough to understand that you're vulnerable and you need help. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because uh, the stand in it part is there's no way to the other side, but through it, you yeah. can try to run around, you can try to hop over, you can dig a tunnel and it's all just a bunch of work. You got to go right through that fire, stand in it, let it singe off the layers of BS that you have going on within you or like outside of you and look within. And when you do get to the other side, the world opens up. Everything becomes possible and available through just working yourself out. And I think we often avoid that stuff so much that we never really make it to the other side. We quit too early on our feelings and we hide out. So thanks for that invitation for the listeners for, to remind me about it. I love that reminder. Just stand in it and keep walking right through it. You'll learn. And the moment you want to quit, I want you to have this in your mind. That may be the moment that makes it or breaks it. If you quit then, imagine if the breakthrough is right beyond that moment. So just give it one more try. Like just one more try. You know, people have that sentence like ingrained in your head. Like one last try. Yeah. At every single time that you feel like you want to give up. Yes. I love that. Thank you. Because the only way to fail is to quit. If you yeah. persist, um, what's the light bulb analogy? Like Edison only found 10,000 ways the light bulb isn't made, <laughs> you know? Right. So exactly. yeah. the time will come and you're always three inches from gold as the story is keep digging for it and you'll be right. You'll find it if you don't stop. So Monica, thank you so much for bringing your heart and your story and your vulnerability. Thank you for bringing Glide to the world because I think you are shrinking the world in a very glorious way. And um, I'm just so grateful to know you and to be able to share your heart with the listeners today. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I hope that I have uh, helped inspire or something even with just one soul. Yes. There. Amazing. And hearts, thank you for being here and being open and allowing us to pour into you today. You guys, it's your time. Do not quit on your biggest dreams and go live your dreams with Glide and with Monica and this world. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers.
Today's Hearts Unleashed podcast is brought to you by Palmsy, a super comfy sock company committed to sharing your message straight from your heart, right through the bottom of your feet. Your host, Abigail Gazda and Palmsy have joined forces to bring you the Hearts Unleashed collection filled with inspiring socks and mugs. Sip your inspiration out of the new mug and come cozy up with us as you tune in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. You can also give the gift of motivation to your loved ones by grabbing their next new favorite pair of socks at Palmsy on Etsy. Thank you for joining us on this journey where we are achieving our dreams one step at a time. For tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, Hearts.